The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Episode 95, paying off $105,000 of debt with Kate from Living That Debt-Free Life. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. This is Jill. And we are stoked to have our good friend Kate on the show Mm. talking about her journey to paying off $105,000 thousand dollars of student loan debt it's six figures just in case you were wondering yes kate is an attorney in texas and all six figures of that debt were from her law degree Mm -hmm. and she just has an awesome story about coming together with her husband and paying that off and it's a great story and i know that you guys are going to enjoy it you always love the debt-free story so we're we're stoked to bring you another one yeah, let's get into it. But first, a our word from our sponsors. sponsors. Oh, trying to say that together. Wow, I liked that. Cool. Okay. We're so in sync. Oh, so oh, we finish each other's sentences. sentences. And today's episode is also brought to you by Love. It's Valentine's Day. You thought I forgot. I didn't. You wanted to hear an episode about frugal date nights or having money conversations with your spouse. Too bad. I'm giving you what you need, not what you want, because I love you. Real love makes us do things that are hard but necessary for the betterment of those around us. Love, if you're not struggling a little, you're not doing it right. (laughs) I'm giving you what you need, not what you want. Mm. But also a little manipulative. (laughs) If that's, you're not struggling a little, you're not doing it right, Jen. That's what my mother taught me. That's how love is. <laughs> it's a little slightly manipulative. <laughs> if it doesn't hurt, it's not love. <laughs> Anyways, well, I love today's episode and you're going to love it too. And we're happy to be your Valentines mm. while you hang out with us on your Galentines. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we uh, hang out and listen to this uh, interview together. Let's let's, get into it. Let's do it. Y'all, we are sitting here with Kate from That Debt-Free Life. How are you, Kate? I am so good. How are you guys? 
doing well. Thanks for asking. Good. Happy Valentine's Day as we are recording this for Valentine's Day. Yes. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you girls. Yeah. So so much love today. So much love. (laughs) I love spread the love. I Mm -hmm. love that we're having you on. I'm very, very in love with that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Nice. We're excited to talk about your story, Kate, and hear your perspective and your journey with paying down debt. And we want to hear to kick us off. We know that your debt was all student loans. It wasn't from overspending or financial crisis, not to say that there's something better or worse about that. It just is your story is student loan debt. What was the breaking point for you to commit to paying off your debt? So a lot of people, you know, reach that kind of I've had it moment that I'm sick and tired moment that like propels them to take action. Mm -hmm. I kind of had more of an epiphany moment. So Mm -hmm. I had $105,000 of student loan debt, which was all undergrad and law school loans, everything combined. And I was happily just paying the minimums, living my life, not thinking about getting out of debt Mm -hmm. until we suffered some job layoffs and some things that kind of just made me open my eyes. And even after we recovered from the job loss, I still did not get myself in gear. Mm What happened was uh, we bought a new house in the middle of debt, right? And in the middle of buying that new house, I thought, oh, well, we've got to redecorate it and, you know, make it, you know, all the things that you typically do when you get a new house mm-hmm. may not be financially smart. But one of the things that we did was we hired a contractor to repaint our kitchen cabinets. And that took $3,000 to do. And I took $3,000 out of my savings to do that. And then after I did it, I panicked and I was like, I've got to put this money back in quick. Mm-hmm. And so then I got intentional about putting the money back into savings. And when I did that, I realized I started paying attention to my money. And Mm -hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, what have I been doing with my money all this time? Like, I need to get serious about paying off the student loan debt. And then about that same time where I kind of started realizing, hey, maybe you want to pay attention to your income a little bit more. Things at work were getting really stressful. And I mean, I was kind of on the verge of a complete mental breakdown. There were days where like it was just all I could do to get up and shower and like force myself to drive to the office and deal with the office stress. And so I knew that I would never be able to leave my job as a a practicing attorney with all of this debt, with this mountain of six-figure student loan debt. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had this combination of realization that I wasn't I wasn't using my money correctly. I wasn't paying attention to my income, coupled with the fact that I wanted to be able to leave the practice of law and do something else, which I knew I would never make happen, you know, if I kept on the path that I was going. Mm. All from painting your cabinets. <laughs> there were so many other purchases in there. Like yeah. You purchased a home, you did decorating. It was oh, the painting of the uh-huh. cabinets. You know why? It's because I had to take money out of savings to do the cabinets, which is so ridiculous. Yeah. Like that's an emergency to paint your cabinets, right? (laughs) So do you like the cabinets or do they represent something so different? (laughs) The funny thing is before we did it, like I didn't realize how much I talked about painting the cabinets. And when we finally did it, you know, my family was like, you know, you talked about that like every week. I was like, what? I did? 
So obviously I loved it. Obviously, you know, it was a good expenditure and I look at the kitchen and I love it, but it was a wake up call, a wake up call. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So how do you feel about practicing law now that you're debt free? Is it different or you still kind of feel the same way about it? So it's a really good question. Um, Of course, it's still stressful. That, you know, doesn't change whether I'm I'm debt free or not. But what really does change, because I'm still practicing, I have not left the practice of law, which is something people always ask me about, you know, are you are you actually going to leave now? And the thing that I learned after becoming debt free is that now I'm going to work as an attorney because I'm choosing to, not mm-hmm. because I have to, because I have no other choice because I have debt to pay off. Mm-hmm. When you're doing something that you're choosing versus doing something that you're forced into doing because you've made poor financial decisions in the past, it's it's a total game changer. So mm-hmm. yes, there is still stress. Maybe one day I might leave the practice of law, but I've learned to look at it totally different because now it's... Um, something that I'm choosing to stay in. And now all of that salary that I earn, I get to keep for me and for my future and for investing and doing what I want to do. So Mm -hmm. I've been suffering through the law, right? For all these years for my creditors. But now it's like, I want to keep that money for me, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. so now the moment that I finally get to keep my money for myself is not the moment that I want to leave yet, you know? Mm -hmm. Key word is choosing, you now yes. get to choose. Yeah. And yes, that's that, it. that can make all the difference. When you suddenly feel a freedom, then things may not seem as daunting or as overwhelming. It seems more manageable because you can leave at any moment. But I also like that that's your mindset, that it's not as if, great, I accomplished this goal. All right, now I'm just going to go relax on the couch. It's, well, now I see the momentum and what this could do for other aspects of my life. And this is something I can choose to do. I have the freedom to do that. Yes. Yeah. And one of the things that I learned from finally paying off the debt and becoming debt-free, mm. that becoming debt-free is really kind of the beginning of my journey. You know, my whole, uh, it took us mm-hmm. to pay off this debt. And for all those three years, my mindset was like, okay, that's the end goal. It's the end game. Pay off the debt. That's the end. And once I got there, I realized there is so much more, financially speaking, that I want to accomplish that mm-hmm. being free will allow. And so really paying off the debt and becoming debt-free is kind of just the, the beginning of my financial journey. Yeah. People don't understand that when they are paying off their debt because it seems like such a big task. They're just looking towards the end of the debt payoff and they're not <sighs> thinking beyond. But yeah, that's so true that because we didn't realize it either but when we paid off our debt was really the like point zero Mm -hmm. of our financial journey it's when we were able to start making decisions for ourselves about what we were going to do with our money because before the decisions were made for us Mm -hmm. and and yeah it's such an exciting time you're in such an exciting time right now. <laughs> That's right, because you just paid off your debt in November of 2019. Yes. Is that correct? That is correct. Congratulations. I mean, we're, yes. we're relatively Oof. on the cusp of that, although I'm sure four months feels like you've been able to do so many other things. But... That's amazing. It still feels kind of unbelievable each day. Each paycheck I get, I'm like, what am I going to do with this bad boy? (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. 
<laughs> and there is such a, by the time you finish, there's such a momentum built up. And mm-hmm. I think when, when we were paying off our debt, we paid off 78,000 in two years. We were ready to like take a step back. And, and I think like Dave Ramsey says, like, once you're done paying off your debt, you like don't have to be gazelle intense anymore. But once we were done is when I was like, yeah, now I'm ready to be gazelle intense. Like I was tired before right? and I was worn out, but now I have all this income and I'm ready to be gazelle intense about something else. I just have to find what that is. (laughs) Right. You've been working for a goal for so many years, you know, or, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. your case and my case. And it's like, okay, well, what, what now I'm going to throw all that focused energy into Like, what is my next goal that I'm going to get excited about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when people are just starting out, what are some of the things that you did to get that ball rolling? So like expenses, side hustles, like what did you do to to get your ball rolling? So we cut a lot of expenses that we were using um, that we decided it wasn't worth paying for anymore, that we would rather send that money to debt instead. And so some of the things that we cut, we had a family membership to the YMCA. We really weren't using it. I mean, if you're using it, that's one thing, but like nobody ever went. So we dropped it and we don't really miss it, which was kind of surprising. You know, some of the things were like, oh, we're, we can't cut this. We can't live without it. And when we finally pulled the plug, it was like, no, no turning back, you know? Mm -hmm. So we got rid of the YMCA membership. We had a storage facility where we just had tons of junk, you know, mainly my husband's, not mine. (laughs) (laughs) So Junk to you, treasures to him, I'm sure. Right, right. 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 That's that's debatable, but yeah. So so we got rid of that. We started kind of on a minimalism kick, selling everything out of there, selling things around our house, you know, realizing that like once we started selling a bunch of things to get out of debt, we started thinking like, we don't really need a lot to be happy. Um, and so we just started selling everything in sight. Um, you know, like I switched to eyeglasses. So I was wearing contacts before and I switched to glasses. So I don't have all that, you know, I was wearing daily contacts and it was just buying contacts, mm. all that good stuff. So that's, we saved money that way. I quit getting my nails done every month. We did a 15 day, no spin challenge. So every month, 15 days out of that month, we decided we would not spend anything that was discretionary. So if we had to like buy a medical prescription or pay the utility bill, certainly, you know, that, that did not count. But in terms of just spending, just discretionary spending, we committed 15 days every month to just do no spending. And what I love about doing that is after we did that for a year, it equates to six months out of the year of not spending. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that because I talk about no spend challenges a lot and how to customize them. And I think you should customize them. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to follow rules that somebody else has made for your no spend challenge. You could do what works for you. And just 15 days, they don't have to be consecutive. Right. They can be. It's whatever you want. That mm-hmm. equates to six months of not spending. Yes. That's crazy. If you started out and you said, okay, I'm going to go six months without spending this year. Like that would be an no. insurmountable, impossible task. Like mm-hmm. I'd never be able to do it. But when you just take it day by day and when they're not consecutive, for me, I found that like not having to do them consecutively was helpful mm-hmm. because if I mm-hmm. spent one day, let's say I went and got some Starbucks, like my whole plan was not 
tanked because of that spending. I still had several days left. I could, you know, hunker down and not spend. And so it, that's what worked for me. So mm-hmm. with you, you know, mm. always ask me like, yeah. what are the rules? And my first rule is like you say, like, there are no rules, like just divide yes. something that works for you, that mm-hmm. you challenged and that, you know, you can stick to it. That's not yeah. too difficult that you just give up and throw in the towel. And- It's a manageable challenge, almost even gamifying it a bit that it's like you said, it's breaking it down into bite sized pieces. It's not saying six months out of the year, I'm not going to spend. It's just every month, find two weeks or a a day here and there until it adds up to 15 days that month. Like there's something kind of fun and alluring Mm -hmm. about that approach. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it. I like it even more because I, Doing a no spend challenge allows you, it forces you to take a step back and think about your spending and your actions. And when those days aren't planned out, you have to actually take another step back and think about your days and planning and your schedule. And then you start evaluating like, how do my days look? How do my weeks look? What can I cut out? Stuff like that. And so it just adds this another like mental layer to explore. And I love that. Absolutely. So I'm going off script here a little bit, but because it's Valentine's Day and we're all about love, I'm so curious about the dynamic between you and your husband during this time, being that this debt was all yours. And I know everybody approaches money differently in marriage. Sometimes it's it's all ours. All the money's ours, all the debt's ours, doesn't matter how it came to be. And then others, it's like, no, you've got your bank account. I got my bank account. Good luck. How mm-hmm. How did that go, especially with how serious you all had to be with cutting things out, selling things, doing your own version of a no spend. How did that go with your husband? So he was on board from the get-go. You know, he understood how just devastating having this debt was on me and how Mm. it affected me emotionally so much, just the, the weight of it. And so he understood that. But I think throughout our journey, you know, because it really was my debt, something that I brought into the marriage, he didn't have anything, you know, like he didn't have a car payment, like he had nothing. So I think that he didn't really feel ownership over it as much as I did. Like he was on board, like, yeah, let's pay it off. But I don't, mm. he felt the pressure of paying it off like I did. Um, mm. He was always supportive, like of, of that being our goal and wanted that to be our goal because I think he understood like once that is done, he really, as much as I'm like a, a lover of paying down debt, like that was just so fun for me. And I really love that. He's like <laughs> yeah. an investment guy. Like he wants to invest. And so mm-hmm. we didn't get to where we wanted to be in terms of investment until we, um, until we got the debt out of the way. So, you know, I won't say that he was excited about paying off the debt nearly as much as I was. And I think it's just because he didn't have that ownership of it like I did, mm-hmm. but not sure. Was, you know, he was supportive. He was on supportive. Board. Yeah, he probably. Was You've got to be on board when you're cutting the Y and selling his his treasures <laughs> yes. around the house. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, go through this box in the garage. What can I sell? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sounds like you found a good one, Kate. Oh, I hope you sure. guys are able to celebrate Valentine's Day to, if that's what you want. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. 
you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, but it's funny. It's, it's a similar story to Jen and I as well. Both her and I are the ones who brought the student loan debt into our marriages. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we found some supportive husbands, but man, yeah. we're, we're, we're a group of ladies bringing in the debt. <laughs> Buying things we couldn't afford. Cheers to that. Cheers to being educated. Yeah, yeah. Well, Travis brought Travis brought a little bit of debt. He'll listen to this. We don't want to leave him out. He brought a little bit. Okay, okay. He was much more fiscally responsible than me. But I also still have to tell him to sell things out of the garage. So he's a he's a borderline hoarder, and he loves. Yeah, he loves stuff. So so. It took you three years to pay off all this debt. And even as an attorney, I think sometimes we look at attorneys and doctors paying off their student loan debt, like maybe a little differently. That's just like a bias that some people have. But your story was so, so normal, so Mm -hmm. similar. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think we just think of it differently, especially Mm -hmm. in the financial independence community, that it's maybe a little bit more attainable for people that have certain incomes or not even incomes, just certain professions. Like we don't know how much the like people are making and we just assume that they're making a lot more, Right. but three years to pay off $105,000 of debt is the same as I've seen other people do it in the same amount of time, you know, on teacher salaries and other stuff like that. So this is so doable, no matter what your occupation is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just takes motivation and persistence and staying with it. Mm, yeah. So like, how did you maintain motivation over those three years? So I did a lot of different things because, you know, three years is a long time to stick with a goal. And it's a long time to sacrifice financially to meet a goal. Um, so one of the things that I did was I always broke up what I wanted to accomplish, kind of like in those bite-sized chunks, like we were talking in terms of no spending. So every month I set a goal for myself of what I wanted to accomplish that month. And then I kind of zoomed out 
and decided, okay, if I'm going to make this goal in three years, this is what I've got to do for those three years. And this is what I've got to do on a monthly basis to hit it. And every month I would set those goals and check in on myself and make sure that I was hitting them. But, you know, kind of in terms of motivation, some of the things that I love to do was I used visuals. So I made like total nerd here, but I made, you know, charts and graphs and all kinds of visuals to track my progress. So I could just look at it and see how far I've come and how much I have left to go, which is really motivating for me. And I know a lot of people do like those charts where they color them in so they can visually see their progress. I didn't really do that. But what I did do was I made something called the chains of debt. I loved that. I loved watching you do this <laughs> so, on Instagram. Yes. So the chains of debt is just like a paper chain, like you'd make at Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. just a paper chain. And each piece of paper was $250, I think. It, it's been a, a few weeks since I've, I've done <laughs> I've already forgotten it. I've already forgotten the chain. So (laughs) 200 or 500, I can't remember, but I made each chain um, a dollar amount. And this chain, you guys, was so ugly. Make it ugly. That will Mm. get rid of it, right? Well, it's nice decoration. I'll just leave it up. It looks cute. It was so hideous. And I hung it in my bedroom. So it was like one of the first things I saw every every moment. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I can't wait to get this thing out of here. It's so hideous. But what I love about doing the pain as opposed to like the coloring, and this is really kind of my husband's idea, is that the paper chain gets smaller and smaller and smaller over time. So you can see your debt physically Mm -hmm. diminishing. Whereas like if you're coloring something in, it's getting bigger and bigger. So for me, Mm. that I could just watch my debt disappearing before my eyes. And so wow. really motivating to just see it, you know, and it's a little overwhelming at first when we, when we hung it up and it was like, you know, 17 miles long. <laughs> but like the, the end, length of your small intestine. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> wrap around the world a few times. So, it <laughs> so I really loved that. And then one other thing that, you know, I would recommend to anyone that we did or that I did was I started this Instagram account, right? So I started an Instagram account at that debt-free life specifically designed just to document my journey. Like when I began mm. that account, it wasn't really to like help people or inform them or teach them. Like, <laughs> I, just, like I didn't even consider that, you know, yeah. um, it was just to keep me on track. And I'll tell you like the first year that I did this journey, I was not on Instagram and I only paid off $17,000 that year. And then the other two years I paid like 45 thousand or 40, something like that. So it was a significant difference because I had that accountability. Mm. That's why I love, you know, social media for that reason. Like if you can't get a a good accountability partner in your life, you can get a fantastic team of accountability partners if you turn to social media and just Mm. are comfortable putting your story out there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I love so much of the tips you just gave. That paper chain is brilliant. Yes. It almost reminds me of the cash envelope system. Bear with me. The idea that we do better with finances if we have physical representations of it and we kind of feel it. You don't have a physical representation of your debt unless you're looking at it all the time and you have that reminder. So this really provided a physical reminder, which it sounds like helped to keep you on track phenomenally. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really good analogy. 
Thank you. <laughs> Jill's got them all. Jill's got all the good analogies. <laughs> Talking about the small intestine, yes. the visual yes. reminders. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And your Instagram, you have over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. People have just like loved what you've been saying because your Instagram is super helpful. Like you may not have intended to start out this way, but you definitely <laughs> got there. Thank like you. you're yeah. A year into my our debt payoff, I started my first blog for the same reason. I just needed some accountability. I needed to put it out there. And to me, helping people was my way of maybe staying motivated. Yes. And and it did. Mm-hmm. And I felt that second year went by a lot quicker than the first year. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly because I was trying to invest in people to get, you know, to help them get where I was. Yes. And, and yeah, that is what you've done on Instagram. You've done such a great job. If you are on Instagram, she's, uh, Kate's at, at that debt free life and, uh, you will not be disappointed. You can see the paper chain and the, <laughs> the chain, of debt, cool. <laughs> chain of debt. And the thing that I'll say about social media and doing, you know, kind of what you and I are doing in terms of our social media is that for me, I made a goal on my Instagram to post every single day something finance related, something about my journey, something that would maybe help others. Mm. And when you were thinking about it every single day and people are asking you questions and you're talking about it all the time, it's hard to fall off the wagon, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. stay disciplined and to stay where you need to be when you're constantly, when it's constantly on your mind and in your conversations and surrounding yourself with it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You've given us so much good advice already, Kate, but what is the best piece of advice you might have for someone who is just starting their debt-free journey right at the beginning, right at that painted the cabinets last week stage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's really such a difficult question and it's one that people ask me all the time and I quite honestly never really know how to answer it. There are so many different mm. pieces of advice you can give. Um, you know, one piece of advice I would say is just to believe that it can happen. You know, your mindset is so critical to your success. I know a lot of people in that, you know, painting the cabinet stage, they think like, (laughs) I will never be out of debt. And I Mm -hmm. became debt free. I did a live debt payoff, my final debt payment. I did it live on Instagram and it's saved there to my Instagram TV stories. You can see it if you want to, but During that broadcast, I pulled out my journal from those painting the kitchen cabinet moments. And I went through and I read my journal to you guys. And it was filled with things like, this debt will never be paid. (laughs) Out of debt, will I ever be able to do this? Like just total discouragement because I didn't think that it could be Mm. the beginning. But I just want to say that like, no matter where you are, single income, single mom, dual income earners, no matter if you've got six figures of debt or, you know, less than that or more than that, like anyone can do it. It absolutely can be done. Whoever is listening to this podcast, like 100% you, yes, you can do it if you will just stick to the plan. So make your plan, stick to it. And, you know, a lot of times and we talked about today, a lot of times we talk about motivation. And one of the pieces of advice that I give people who who are asking about how to get out of debt is honestly, motivation really doesn't matter. You've got to learn to be disciplined. So if you mm, discipline, preach, 
Yes. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to do it. Like you don't want to spend, you know, that money. You don't want to send it to student loan. You want to go blow it on a shopping spree or whatever. Like, honestly, it doesn't matter what you want to do. You just have to do what you have to do. So if you can devise a plan and be disciplined, you'll get out of debt. That's all you need. Knowledge and discipline. That's all you need. Yes. Mm. Good word. Wow. Can't top that. Nope. Other than (laughs) just go into the best time of the week. That's a perfect segue to the bill of the week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. Kate, every week we ask our listeners or our guests to share with us their favorite bill. Do you have a bill for us? I have a bill and it is kind of a play on words. So I don't know if this will count. Yes. Oh man. Girl, bring it. (laughs) My favorite bill is my playbill from The Lion King in New York. So when we came debt-free in November, that very next month in December, we did a bucket list item, which has been on my bucket list for 100 years, and that is to go to New York City at Christmas time. And while we were there, we saw The Lion King, which is something I've been wanting to see on Broadway for a while. So if that counts, (laughs) I will say that. Absolutely, yes. we've never had that one. Yes. So, oh wow. my gosh! Yay. Well done. <laughs> and how was it? The Lion King on Broadway. That sounds amazing. Oh my gosh, I loved it. It was spectacular. Spectacular. <sighs> oh, that's amazing. That. How long were you in New York City for? We were there for about five days. So okay. it was glorious. Glorious. Wow. Mm. Traffic's terrible that time of year, but <laughs> glad you went. Yes. <laughs> the beauty out overshadows it. Traffic's it's... always terrible, let's be real, but yes. even more terrible if you can imagine that. But yeah. amazing when you get to <laughs> see the Lion King on but Broadway. The but the traffic. <laughs> hey, even Christmas songs talk about it, so I feel like that's okay. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Great. Traffic is how do they say oh. it? Ridiculous. That's not it. I don't know. <laughs> Terrific. You wow. Terrific. <laughs> Thank you. Well, if you have been through the traffic and you have a bill to share with us, please visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill to leave us a voicemail or a speak pipe and uh we will play your bill on the air. Whether it took you hours of traffic to get to or not. We'll play it. <laughs> Focusing in on the wrong things. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> to go off the rails. All right. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? 
Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. And now it's time for our second favorite time of the week. The lightning round. I'm not wasting any time. Nope. We are shooting off uh, our favorite or the things we're looking uh, looking or looked forward to buying the most after debt freedom. So we are all in different stages of debt freedom. I've been debt free for two years. Kate's just debt free. Jill's still working on it. And so we'll get there soon, guys. Yeah, you're, you're going. You're going. So we're getting there. You'll get a different perspective on everybody's answer. Um, so Kate, as our guest, please. Go first. That first thing, thing you're looking forward to most about buying or that you have bought. So the big thing that we are looking forward to buying is new kitchen floors. If you've been a longtime follower of mine on Instagram, you have seen my horrible kitchen tile floors that are legit broken, like a <laughs> hundred pieces, like terrible. But we didn't want to replace them while we were on our debt-free journey because we had a mission. So now that it's done, it's going to be several thousand to replace them. But that's one of our um, first things that we want to do in terms of, you know, uh, fixing up the house after after having mm. debt freedom. So home renovations. Yeah, so you this is nice floors to go with those yeah. nice cabinets. Yeah, You've right? learned <laughs> since the cabinets. Yeah. yeah. Don't dip so into funny. savings. It's like wearing a really nice top and sweatpants. Right, right. You got (laughs) to... But I will say, the first thing that we did do, the second after we became debt-free, was take that trip, right, to New York. So that was like the bucket list item, crossing off Mm. the bucket list item. Now that that's dream trip on other things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's three, four, five, six, seven things down the list to do. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, this is going to sound like teacher's pet answer, but it it's honest. It's real for where I'm at right now. I'm looking forward to putting the money that we are accustomed to putting towards debt into savings. 
I don't, I travel a ton with my job. We've been able to go on really inexpensive vacations. Like that's just, it doesn't hold much for me right now as far as, you know, what your typical, what you hear typical goals might be. Uh, for me, it's really just putting that money towards savings and kind of getting up over that hump and the excitement for seeing the exponential growth in that direction for long-term goals, like possibly buying a house, if that's even what we want to do. Let's be honest, living in a camper is fun and cheap. Frugal. I mean, it's frugal. <laughs> it's inexpensive. So yeah, that's that's my boring, honest answer. My goodness. No, I think so, so many simple. people can relate to that though. Like, yeah. you're like you know, every particularly when you go back and you look at and you're like, oh, I spent X thousands of dollars on debt this year. Everyone thinks of themselves, I can't wait till mm-hmm. that's our money, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a great, yep. great response. Thanks, Kate. <laughs> yes. I love you're so easy to please. It's why it's why we work well together. Because yes. I I require a lot and you are you are pleased by the simple things. Minimalist at heart. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, spe- speaking of, uh, I am a little bougie. I <laughs> The first thing we bought was a cruise because I wanted to go on a cruise. I love cruises. I yeah. am not a big world traveler. Um, I don't enjoy that. I, we had an Airbnb guest the other day that said they went to, they visited Honduras and I was like, that sounds horrible. And I just, I like cruises. And we stayed at our first all-inclusive resort in December. And I still think about it. I still miss it. It was four four or five days. And all I'd want to do was go back. So yeah. we we took a cruise and that was great. And it's another, Travis and I don't travel well together unless everything is included. Because mm-hmm. we'll fight about money. I love that you know it. that about yourselves, yeah. though. That's so yeah. brilliant. So that's another reason I don't enjoy traveling, unless it is a cruise or an all-inclusive resort. Or if you find any other ways to travel where everything's included, just like let me know, because I will also try those things. <laughs> so that's mine. My Love it. My, I don't know if it's bougie or if like I've just been in Florida for so long, like I have a retiree's mindset. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You can get cruises right from where you're at. So why wouldn't you? We just drive 20 minutes and we're at the port. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I am going to still travel. I enjoy it. It's just not the first thing I'm going to do. Yeah. You did go to, you did go to wine country and I was jealous of that. I did. I did. Because I want to take the wine train. (laughs) I love that. I I do have some feedback on that though. It might not actually be all that you want it to be, but we'll talk about that later. All right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about the wine train later. Kate, thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning. Thank you for having Um, me on. I loved it. Where can people find more about you and what you're doing this year? So they can check out the blog and that is www.living.debtfreelife.com. And then I am also on Instagram at that debt free life. Those are the two main places where I hang out. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
So glad Mm. we got to do that interview. So good. Yes. I say this about budgeting, but I feel like we could have a debt payoff story just about every week. I think it's so helpful to hear how other people have done it at various levels of income earning Mm -hmm. and various amounts of debt to be paid off. But still, there are fantastic tips for anybody to pull from. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. It's it's never too much to be reminded of other people's journeys and stories. So yeah, and obviously the six figure numbers are very cool and they're very clickable. But I think the real the true power in the story is the time it took for her to pay it off. It mm. was almost three years, and yeah. that's a long time for anybody to be committed to something that yeah. difficult. And yeah. and I think there's. Kate has a lot of wisdom for what Mm -hmm. it takes to do hard things Mm -hmm. and see them through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. And by the time this episode airs, Kate's kitchen tile was fixed. Yes. Yes. She did fix the kitchen tiles. Uh, There were tiles in her basement or closet or somewhere in the house and they were able to fix it. Yes. She had extra. So congrats, Kate. (laughs) Love that. Yeah. Anyhow. So we want to thank you all for the ways that you've been supporting us. And we're doing something a little bit different this year in the in how we're thanking you. But we want to first read a kind review like this one. It comes from iBod Travels, and it's called Finances for Real People. I listen to this podcast every week. The topics always get me thinking about new ways to improve my finances. Their advice helped me increase my savings rate enough to max out my 401k contributions. Win! Amazing, Uh, iBod Travels. I'm so glad to be a part of your journey in that way, to be able to provide the encouragement, motivation, community to get at these goals. It's amazing. What a big change to be able to max out your 401k contributions and to be a part of somebody's story in that way. It's really an honor. Yeah, thank you. And so we do genuinely thank you. We want to thank you for more than just one time leaving a review. We want to thank you for every time you share the podcast. So from now on, whenever you share the most recent episode and tag us in it on Facebook or Instagram, we're going to also enter you to win um, one of $10 Amazon gift cards that we are giving away uh, for every five tags or reviews we receive every month. Yeah. So like Jen said, we're giving away $10 Amazon gift cards. You can enter by leaving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, screenshot the review, send it to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com or share the podcast episode. So both ways will get you entered to win. Yes. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for spending your Galentine's Day with (laughs) us and uh, share us with your girlfriends. Yes. Yeah, we love it. And we love you. And your boyfriends. And your boyfriends. And your mom and your dad who are struggling to love you. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Wait, did I twist that? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We're going to end it now. If you're not struggling, you're not. Whatever. (laughs) Love. (laughs) We love you. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriano. Oh.
Jill, what are we going to do for Valentine's Day? Notice how I said I just went into we. <laughs> we I didn't we ask mode. you uh, what <laughs> you're doing for Valentine's Day with Eric. Yeah. I said, what are we doing for Valentine's Day? Well, I am parked in your driveway, so I'm probably about to come knock on your door. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you're dressed. I'm always I'm ready for that knock. Why don't I just spend Valentine's Day alone? <laughs> no, I'm coming over. <laughs> okay. We're spending it together. Eric. Eric. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.